How's it going? It's fixing to be a lot better, man. Welcome to Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. I'm Jarf. Welcome back. We are here for another week, and we've got an awesome guest with us for this week. It's Dave Palace from Five Minutes of Mystery. Welcome, Dave. Hello, Jarf. Hey, yeah, thank you for uh, calling me up and uh, having me guest on this. Absolutely, man. So we are covering track 12, which starts with Pickford peeling out of the Emporium parking lot, and it ends with Don predicting how much sex he's going to have when he gets to college. So we're cruising with the gang, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I wanted to ask is the song in this scene, it's I Just Want to Make Love to You by Foghat. How does this song enhance or detract from the scene? Well, the one thing I'll give this song credit is this is it seems to be one of the very few songs in this movie that seems diegetic, like it's actually happening in the movie. Because... I'll, I, the first time I actually watched this was just a few hours ago. I got home from work and I put this movie on to understand it. Cards on the table. I don't like this movie, but I am going to respect your wishes and I'm going to give you my best guesting I can for this podcast. One of the things that aggravated me that Linklater seemed to do with this is just needle drop songs every time like a camera would change. And it started getting aggravating because like the songs were just they weren't existing in the scenes. They were just reminding me that during this time in the seventies, these songs were playing. And I was like, I liked that. At least we see an eight track go in and the song starts. So I go, okay, I can believe these guys are listening to this song and they're feeling cool and ready to go into the night uh, with this song playing. Whereas I just felt like a lot of times it just felt like he needle dropped it like David Ayer did in Suicide Squad, where they're just like, classic rock song. Isn't that cool? Classic rock song. I was like, like they would, you know, I, I, I was like, I was like, I don't feel like that song really pertains to the scene other than reminding me that we're in the 70s. So does this song help the scene? It helps that they actually had an edit of an A-track going in, that we know these people. Because you know what it is? Obviously, a couple of these songs are... 70s hits that were in Guardians of the Galaxy. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, like, you would cut to, like, Star, Star-Lord playing the tape. So, like, I could... I believed that he and the other Guardians were listening to the song, which I think gave it more weight, rather than it just existing as an ether song that the only the audience is uh, listening to. Know, that's, that's, like, the long answer to that question. I like that. So... Based on what you said, I think that you might be interested in what the original vision for the movie was. Okay. So it was just going to be people cruising around all night and they were going to be listening to the ZZ Top album Fandango on an eight track just over and over. Hmm. I mean, it definitely feels like Linklater, I guess guess he's old enough that in the mid seventies, this was very this this part of the, this time was very uh, influential to him. The two comparisons I feel like when I watch this film are the movie that came before it, American Graffiti, 
and the movie that I would consider my version of this type of film, this slice of life of teenagers, was Superbad. Now, Superbad was contemporary at its time. It wasn't a flashback. It was like, this is what kids at this exact moment are acting like and talking like and doing. Whereas, obviously, American Graffiti is in the 70s. It's looking back to the 50s. And this is the 90s looking back to the 70s. So it's nostalgic. Whereas I felt, I guess I felt lucky in a way that, like, Superbad came at a time where I was exactly going to college thinking about these things and then having michael sarah and jonah hill say those exact lines you know like walking into like what i could you know like a wawa convenience store just having these conversations about school i thought was like wow like this i've had these emotions so like i don't want to disregard the link later probably have the same thoughts that that george lucas had in the seven you know the 70s thinking about the 50s i know i see it. it's just that i felt the structure of american graffiti worked because i felt like i knew a lot of our main characters who like it felt like there were a handful of main characters that would meet side characters like kind of they split up in the middle of the night they all had like separate different adventures and then they kind of met up in the morning and you know they all like learned a few things this one i wasn't sure i knew the guy from mall rats jason london playing pink so i was trying to figure out who our main characters were because i thought cole hauser was gonna be a character wasn't really he was in like he seems like kind of vanished Right at the end of the second act, Anthony Rapp and Adam Goldberg. I thought they were they were kind of characters. Like they they're they're. I felt like they're they didn't really like shine until the third act. Like because I felt like the th- I would consider the third act the drinking at the park. So I felt like that's like act three, where it's like act one is like last day of high school. Act two is everyone's driving around trying to figure out where to be, and then the third act is kind of like most of the cast is now met up at the park going into then like the next morning so i was i think that's why i kind of got lost was like who are our main characters because i was like you're throwing so many characters at me that it's becoming a quantity over the quality yeah i think that's valid one of the comparisons that you drew with american graffiti is you've got this core group and then they learn some kind of lesson at the end that's actually a way that i prefer dazed and confused i like that they're that it doesn't all tie nicely together in a bow at the end with some kind of lesson and then it is more just showing people's experiences and really focusing on the mood and the vibe that's just what i come to these type of stories for Mm -hmm. so to each their own you brought up super bad and that that was something that mirrored your own experiences. So I also wondered if you were going to make a movie about your high school days, what would play on the soundtrack in your version of this scene? Well, it's honestly like, I mean, if I'm going to be accurate, it's going to be, it's going to be a mix of, yeah, late nineties, early two thousands rock. So I would say it's probably going to be a mix between red hot chili peppers a lot of that, like, alternative rock that you'd hear, like, and a lot of them were, like, were one-hit wonders. Like, maybe Papa Roach, maybe. Like, I was, I'm not saying, that, like, oh, I still like a lot of this music. It's just something, like, accurate. It would be some of that. Honestly, it would also probably be video game soundtracks and scores. Because around this time, like, video games are getting more advanced music licenses. So, I'm, I'm thinking music from uh, Vice City, which is a lot of 80s hits. Because that's where the game takes place in. A lot of Miami Vice uh, references there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of, like, you're going to be, like, 
80s song, Red Hot Chili Peppers, System of a Down, orchestral music from like uh, Halo or like Hans Zimmer, a Hans Zimmer soundtrack from like Black Hawk Down. It's like my, my mixed CDs are all over the place. Like I was not a good, don't accept a mixed CD from me because it was very chaotic. It was very like, as I'm making it, I just literally would like, I, it was no, it was very, it was not blended well. So it would be very much like you'd be like you'd be like every track you'd be like this like what 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 what's he doing here like what's the theme the theme is literally like I like this song I probably went on to like Napster Morpheus Kazab trying to think LimeWire and and pirated that soundtrack because I didn't have no money I'm just pirating music and then making it do a, a mixed mixed CD at my parents' computer in the basement. Fair warning, listeners: do not accept a mix CD from Dave. Yes. It's pirated music, and it's not gonna. You're not gonna like it. It's there's no way you're gonna like it. And you're really taking me back because I I missed the boat for Napster. I just never got into it. But LimeWire, oh man, LimeWire was my shit. Oh yeah, I mean like I mean you would go and you'd like you'd have to look at like eight different links and be like, all right, which one of these is the real one, and what is this absolute like spam? Probably a virus. You have to, <laughs> right. like, you'd have to like do the calculations in your head like. Okay, how many megabytes would that song be? All right, that looks accurate. It's like a hundred megabytes. You're like, I don't know, that seems a little too much for this song. And you just, as you know, and I remember like trying to like, yeah, and then also like, you know, trying to pirate video games because I was like, I don't have fifty bucks to buy a game. And so you're like, is this copy of the game legit? And so yeah, it was that was the, that was the game we played with our parents' computer. Like, do I risk installing a virus to hopefully get a uh, a Metallica album? Right. Well, so you gave a good and eclectic variety. I want to try and dig a little bit deeper. So when you were thinking of what is your version of this scene, there's a couple different things that happen through the scene. There's cruising around, there's meeting the friends at the burger place Mm -hmm. and, and going from car to car. There's cruising down the strip and talking from car to car, telling them about the beer bus coming up at the moon tower. And then there is the, the poker gang showing up where they think there's going to be a party and getting scared off by Pickford's dad. So was there a particular part that you narrowed in on that resonated the most with you that you were saying, okay, this is what I want to set to music? And if so, of all those different types of music that you listed, is there maybe a specific song that comes to mind? Um, let's see. Now, I mean, like, I, I never, like, I don't know. Uh, American Graffiti and Days of Confused seem to say that, like, people talked from car to car. I never did a talk from car to car unless we were both, like, parked. So, I, that, that's news to me. I'm just in my, I'm in my, like, Malibu, at the t- my 97 Malibu at the time. With the windows up, probably, like, just listening to music. Or windows down, blaring some, yeah, dumb, you know, video game soundtrack. So, I mean, yeah, of course I had, like, yeah, friends of the car. I don't remember, like, I mean, I, obviously I can't remember, like, the discussions we had, God, 20 years ago now. I would say the, the one that spoke to me is probably, probably, like, the the drive. Now, obviously we didn't have a drive-in. We went, we, we, we diner, you know? So, if anything, it was closer to, like, the actual movie diner, where we would just be like, let's go to the diner, and then, like, let's all get, like, breakfast plates, or maybe a mix between, like, so I get breakfast, someone else gets, like, just a big plate of fries and then, you know, maybe sub, somebody gets a, somebody just gets cake. And then I remember keep, you know, we would like the diner would kind of like bury us in like the farthest back corner of the diner. They'd have like that back back room. And I remember a lot of times 
we would like we could run into a few other people there maybe from school in that back dining room and like maybe we would like get together maybe we just kind of wave because we're like like we're like both our separate groups but respectfully wave and be like ah cool and maybe shout over but mostly would be like now they're doing their thing we're doing our own thing honestly if you want to if you want to cut a slice of life i mean if like what i didn't do anything as adventurous as this it was like we're, we're either it's we're setting up land part we're setting up our xboxes together to play halo land parties or smash brothers or i'm figuring out the cherry hill lows what movie we're gonna see and if it's a rated r we try to sneak into it by i try to find a pg-13 that's playing at a similar time and then essentially i'm rolling the die to be like hopefully it's close enough that we could sneak in we can sneak out of that to see another uh, to see a rated r film i did get caught once and i think they probably caught me because i like I wanted to see Bad Santa. We wanted to see all, we all wanted to see Bad Santa. And so I think we chose like Jessica Alba's Honey, which is like a dance movie. They're probably like, what the hell are these teenage boys? Know? Other than like to maybe to look at Ogle, Jessica, uh, uh, Jessica, yeah, Jessica Alba. Like, what are these kids? I think you guys are going to see. So yeah, why have... would these teenage boys possibly want to see the Jessica Alba dance movie? Yeah, it's like. Why oh why? Yeah, it's like. And I, I guess it probably like, either we're gonna ogle them or yeah we're like like trying to sneak in to see Bad Santa because like everyone's talking about Bad Santa, and they caught us getting out. They're trying to get in the other thing, so they take us to the management desk, and we're like, look, like don't like let's not make a big thing of it. Like I, I, we don't want you to like call our parents. That'd be the most embarrassing way to like ruin the Saturday. So I was like, all right, how about this? What else is playing? Let's just can we just put our tickets to that and we'll legitimately go watch it. And I was like, I literally looked, I looked at the board, I like, I, I craned my head back. From the, you know, you come on, you've never been to Lowe's Cherry Hill, right? Am I right or am I wrong? I've never been to Lowe's Cherry Hill, All no. Right. Fine. All right. Well, if anyone has, like, when you walk in, there's a giant, you know, like, um, like a, like a bus terminal, like just, a, just giant boards of LED lights of, of constantly changing of what's on, what's on. And so I craned back from looking at the, the management and I see Master Commander. Oh yeah. It's that Russell Crowe Navy movie, PG-13. I go, All right. All right, look, we'll legitimately go watch Master and Commander and starting in five minutes. And they're like, all right, don't you? Like, and we're, like we're not. We're, we're, we're fine. Like, you caught us. It, it's a Russell Crowe Navy movie. I go watch it. We're loving the film. And I still have not seen Bad Santa to this day. But son of a bitch, we're, me, and, me, and, me and my buddy Jim, we're in, the, we're in class the next week. We are doing the thing that we're doing that we're calling each other's by their last names. Mr. Pals, Mr. Dunlady, Mr. Jones. Like we're just like doing that. We're doing like Russell Crowe impressions because they're all these naval commanders calling each other by their last names. So, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I'm so glad by like happenstance, I picked that movie. So I was like, don't get, please don't call like the cops or my parents. We'll go watch a movie. We go watch them like this movie rocks. So I'll always, I'll always remember that. So like, that was, I mean, like if that, if you wanted to slice a light, the link later version of like what my free time was, it was that it was like movies mall. And then, you know, like get a land party. We're all like, just, you know, drinking Mountain Dew, like playing Halo or uh, Smash Brothers tournaments. Right on. Well, you've given us already a little bit of a picture of high school days. Okay. So is there one in this movie that is the most like you or is there one that is the least like you just why or why not i think the group that if if you put if you just dropped me in the movie i think the group that i would probably resonate the most with is probably the anthony rap adam goldberg poker group because i feel like if the if these characters existed in more of a modern day they probably would be playing like land party video games they seem like pretty smart guys 
and pretty like intellectual so i feel like i would have really fun conversations with them and maybe like because it sucks this is 1976 so this is before like star wars this is before like i guess jaws might have been out at this point i'm trying to think like how many like big budget movies that you could like talk about with these guys i mean you could still talk about old stuff we could talk like hitchcock and stuff so these guys might be the same types that would be like in um you know like these would be the guys who would walk into like like uh like the quick stop and talk to like uh dante and randall about movies or these were the guys that are like walking to high fidelity uh, with john cusack and they would talk some you know music theory i feel like so i feel like those two characters i, I would definitely gel the best with i would say like i could see myself in the car next to adam goldberg and even like when adam goldberg was like like merely made that joke about like oh we're smoking reefer and the guy gets mad it's like i don't care that you're smoking i literally made a joke to make myself giggle like i don't give a shit about you dude like like he couldn't say because like he's a middle schooler or whatever it is and those are like high schoolers or they're, they're maybe they were high schoolers i think right was it adam goldberg and rap i think those guys were like sophomores or something like they weren't they didn't seem like seniors but they didn't seem like they they hung out with the the other senior guys and they didn't say they hang out with the middle schoolers i kind of like those two and the the redheaded girl kind of felt like they were a separate group somewhere in the middle. You know, I I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I feel like there was a scene where they were in the same class as Pink, and so I think they might be in the same grade, but yeah. I could be wrong. But they're they're definitely yeah. different cliques. I guess the only yeah, I guess that they could, I guess they probably were in the same class because like the senior girls make that girl come over and like propose to them and they're like we don't want to be involved with this this is weird like that whole the whole hazing of the girls and turning them into like eggs and 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 hot dogs sizzling on the pavement which is like that was like the i mean i'm i'm guessing that must have existed like what it's so weird that i'm like i guess that happened to lake later like hazing and i mean we've had college hazing you hear about all the time where it's like oh college hazing and stuff even i like i wouldn't say hazing but like when i was in the theater group we did a little bit of it but really was just like no one, thank God, no one got hurt. I think and there was like like times they were like we they get, you'd be blindfolded in the room like I don't know like they would pretend to be mad at you and so maybe like maybe we're all being gaslit. Maybe that's the bad part of like maybe that's the, the worst part of it. It's maybe you got gaslit, but then and everyone gets drunk afterwards. So I don't know. College is weird, but yeah, that whole like but at least like I, I never covered I never covered anybody in raw eggs and ketchup. I can say that you can I'll take that to my grave. I never I never told someone to fry on the pavement or smack somebody with a paddle. Never did that. At most, I come in the room and I would play like a like a show tune on my phone and I'm like, "What is this?" And someone say, "I go, that's right, you did a good job." And then I would leave the room. That's it. I was like, that was my form of hazing. That was just the that was just to entertain me. Wait, what is the context that you would play a show tune on your phone for somebody? Yeah, that was like that was like my form of hazing because they're all like they're all there's a bunch of freshmen and they're all like in the theater group and they're all like they're all like ba- you know they have the bandanas on they can't see and like. I don't know what the plan was. It was never a plan of like what we're going to haze him with. So I'm like, I'm like, what's my haze? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to like play a show tune or a Nick Jr. Something on my phone and just run in the room and be like, who's it? And then and someone answered. I go, good job. Thank you. Good job. And then I just leave. And that was it. That was, uh, that entertained me for like an hour, but it's dumb. It's dumb. All hazing dumb, obviously. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Long story short, the Adam Goldberg, Anthony Rapp, they seem like nerdy intellectual guys, but they're not like overly geeky. They're not overly like, you know, the only, the only person I kind of wanted to know more about, but I felt like I didn't get enough of was the, um, I don't, which one was the guy who like is constantly smoking pot, who has like the pot symbol on his shirt. That's I, Slater. That's Slater. All right. Well, Slater, I really was hoping to get more out of him. Like I felt like in this scene, he's talking about women. So he's got like, 
not say a chip on his shoulder, but kind of this, like, he doesn't seem like he can, like, communicate with women. And I, think, I don't think it's, like, maybe until, like, maybe Mila Jovich character in the third act. They seem like he seems to gel with her. So, I, I didn't really hang out with too many potheads in my day. So, like, I don't know if I could have a good conversation with him. But I like to think I could. So, I would like to say, yeah, between Slater, yeah, Slater, Adam Goldberg, Anthony Rapp, you know. I guess I'd, I'd hang out with them for the night and maybe have, like, an intellectual conversation about movies or music or something. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And you were saying if that crew was around today, they would probably be having land parties. Yeah. Well, this isn't exactly the same, but I follow Anthony Rapp on Twitter, mm-hmm. and and he does run an RPG campaign. So oh, good for him. Yeah, so he your prediction came true in a way. He definitely has stayed into geek culture. <laughs> I'll tell you, that is tough. I still am still trying to work on my Ghostbusters one for my friends, and it is really exhausting because like the more thought you put into it, you want to have them have fun, you have to like think of every different step and every different option like i i, I mean i've done some improv but i hate improving. i'd rather have a plan and that's another, that's probably like one of the reasons why i'm not big I'm not huge on the the slice of life movies because it's it's not improv but it's kind of this you know like there's no structure it's just kind of a loose structure we follow the kids and this is what they do and maybe they learn a lesson maybe they don't it's not the point of the it's a journey. It's not the, the the destination. But I think that's a lot of it. Whereas like improv always like, I think it bugs me because it is no, it has no structure. Maybe I'm t- maybe I'm too nerdy and rigid, that the looseness of the film. The guy was like, one of my big complaints in the movie in the first like ten minutes was that like, you know, we like, we saw like two teachers at most. It seemed like no none of the like, none of the teachers gave a hoot. They were like whatever. Like the coach was like the only guy who I seen like get on their their case. Everyone else was like whatever. Like. You got all these kids walking in and out of class, and they're all just like, I don't know, what are we going to do tonight? I don't know. I'm like, son of a... Aren't you supposed to be in class? Like, does no one have a final? <laughs> does no one have, like, a project they got to turn in, like, like before the end of class? You want, like, the principal from Back to the Future to, to yeah, roll in there, like, get back to class, slackers. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was just so funny. And, like, and, like when the teacher's like, oh, you're going to grace us with your presence, the pig's like, yeah, I guess I will. It's like... Did he have an option to be like, no, thank you? Because it's felt like the teacher wasn't even like really cared. Right. She like she no, felt like when she's like talking I'm about okay. the, the bicentennial, she was like, yeah, she was like, look, bicentennial, all these uh, fighting fathers, they all suck. This whole patriarchy sucks. She was like so done with the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, yeah, I'm burned that, out. Go enjoy the summer. I'll see you in September. That teacher is awesome. So I wanted to pick up on something that you said about Slater. Okay. And and him expressing this frustration. He hasn't had luck with the ladies. So what I thought was interesting in that scene is really it's Don giving him shit because of the way he talked to the girls in the car. Yeah. Because they they tell him that there's going to be the beer bust, and then Slater, and this is one of the lines people quote at me when i tell him that i'm doing this podcast slater says check you later then don gets right up on his case like oh why'd you gotta be such a dork check you later check you later and i i always feel sympathetic anxiety for slater because it's like he's being charming in the way that comes natural to him yeah and then don is getting on his case and saying like oh no chicks don't want to hear that blah blah blah. that's not the right way to be several times the movie though Several times he was always like, 
all right, chicks, you got to follow my instructions. You got to act like you don't care because if you care, and I'm like, look, if someone's going to be this fickle about like you've interested with them, it's probably not going to like the fact that you have to like play Russian roulette mixed with gaslighting of like, are you interested? Are you not? Maybe I'm not interested in you just to get their attention. It's, they're not worth your time then, man. Like <laughs> they're not going to be genuine. Slayer's being genuine. He's, he might be high. But he's, like, being genuine with the ladies. He's like, yeah, check you later. Cool. Like, you know, like, he's, like, easy breezy about it. He's not thinking too much about it. And then Don, like, forces him to, like, overthink about the women. And Slater's like, all right, fine. I'll go on my tangent about, like, how I feel about the women and stuff. That's, that's like, that's the vibe I got was that Slater has this under the, you know, he's, like, thinks about it, but he doesn't bring it up. Then, yeah, Don pushes enough of his buttons where he just kind of snaps. And he's like, look, this is how I really feel about the ladies. I really can't find anyone to connect with. And like I said, I don't want to get, in, I don't want to open up the guy's head and like psycho evaluate him, but like maybe there's a reason. There's some reason that Slater gets high. Maybe he's like trying to either suppress an anxiety. Maybe he like, you know, he feels creative. He's got creative ideas and he just doesn't want to know how to process them. So he just kind of gets high and lets some mole in his head. I don't know. Don't know the guy. Don't know the guy. But moral of the story is be more like Slater and less like Don. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just be you're, he's being he's being unique he's being original he's being honest you know yeah really is it yeah just don yeah don's like oh this is it like this is the rule set and if you don't follow the rule set like you're dead this is how to be a man yeah the only guy worse than don is jesus h christ ben affleck's character oh yeah oh, were ben, you ready jesus. for ben affleck in this i was not and like, i was like when that lady came with the shotgun i'm like you know what maybe just shoot ben affleck this He's acting worse than his Mallrats character in this. It's true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Well, this has been fun, man, as always. Do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you online? Tell them about your show. Any other projects? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so I am... I, I just sort of finished on Five Minutes of Mystery, where I cover the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men. And I mean, if you like 70s music, maybe you like the disco, maybe you'll get a kick out of the Disco Boys in it. Because that was another 90s movie that had a lot of influences from the 70s. So if you want to see um, Jeffrey Rush and Eddie Izzard dance disco, we have that. So that's what I've been working on. And yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, I have a bunch of guest spots, but I forget like all the guest spots i'm on i mean honestly you follow me on twitter i'll post them anytime there's a guest spot and i'm on so yeah five minutes of mystery five minutes of mystery.com thank you what's your twitter handle oh i gotta look it up myself now geez you caught me <laughs> well you you said follow me on twitter Twitter, yeah but i think it's, you gotta I drop the handle five, man well i think the handle is all right here it's five minutes mystery i didn't put the oven there so at five the number five minutes mystery that's the twitter handle yeah because I, I couldn't get the whole thing in there so at so five at five minutes mystery and you'll see me in my blue raja my my blue raja get up with my with my uh with my swami look and my my forks and spoons perfect and still like i said even though the movie as a whole i wasn't big on i'm still glad we got to talk about it and i got to kind of like you know kind of dig in and, and, and mulch through the moments cool that's what we're here for all right dave check you later check you later <laughs> not to worry there's a new fiesta in the making Join us at the Moon Tower, our Facebook listeners group. Until next time, just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network.
Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. What's this? Oh, it's a note. It's got my name on it. Dear Aaron, I have written and rewritten this note, composing draft after draft to get the words just right. Like in the movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Remember that movie? I hope you do, because it has a lot to do with why I'm writing this note. I think it's time. Time for us to finally do a by-the-minute podcast about the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I think we could have a wonderful time. So, what do you say? Will you discuss every minute of Can't Hardly Wait with me? Your friend in time, James. You know you didn't have to read the whole thing to me. Like, I could just read it quietly to myself in my head. But if I don't do a voiceover, the audience would never find out what the letter says. And wouldn't that be frustrating from, like, a plot standpoint? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So? Will you do the podcast with me? Of course, weirdo. We can release episodes every weekday on the Scavengers Network. My letter writing campaign was a success! How many times did you rewrite that thing? You don't want to know.